CZ, what's going on, man? What's going on, 16? Chilling, man. Another episode of the Aftermath. You know, we up here. You know what we do. We interview the, the interesting guests on this show. And, you know, what's funny is that, you know, I got to keep remembering that some people might be uh, hearing or seeing us for the first time. So in saying that, that that handsome face that you see over there with the OK Boomer shirt on, that's easy. I'm M16 and you are checking out the radio show, The Aftermath. Now, the radio show, we're basically a, a hip hop variety show. We, uh, we play games, we drop shows every every week. And we basically just talk through the issues of the day, whatever that might be. And we add in some humor and some other things. But when we're not doing that particular type of show, we're doing what you see here is the aftermath, where we get interesting guests and we interview them in long form. So today, Easy, we got a gentleman by the name of Kedar Whittle. Now, man, look, you know me, all right? When we do these interviews, I do my homework. But with this dude, man, I had he, so, he has so much stuff, man. I literally had to like do homework for real to get everything that we needed for him. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just go ahead and talk oh, to you him. Know, Appreciate you, you know, taking out the time to come and talk to us today, man. Absolutely. Thanks, man. <laughs> tough being a Falcons fan. He said, he said, it's tough being a Falcons fan? Yeah. It's tough on us right now, too. Yeah, Y'all got hope, though. Y'all got hope. Every- <laughs> he said we got hope. <laughs> Hope ain't been getting it done for us, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's more promising. Like, it, like as a Falcons fan, in your gut, you know it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you just know. Just in your gut, you know. But you every year you wake up as if it is the year that it will happen. That's the beauty about being a fan, though. That's the beauty about being a fan. Is well, define beauty, you know, could <laughs> look well, different ways. I mean, yes. D- does your team stab you in the spine? Yes, they do. And have what do we all have y'all won one? We have, but it was a long time ago. Damn, how long is a long time ago? You remembered not that long ago. Yeah, it was it was 2010. 2009, 2009, yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you think, you the Patriots? Not the Patriots. I'm y'all, just got, saying, y'all got one. We don't have one, bro. It's, it's a fair point, because a lot of my friends who don't have rings, and my brother will tell you, they curse at us. Like, I got a buddy of mine that's a Detroit Lions fan, he's, and he's, he's like, like what, stuff. yeah, because when I'm like, yo, we should have at least three, he's like, dude, I ought to just, I want to fight you right now. He said, like, you up here talking about you should have more when you have one and I have nothing. I've not even won a playoff game. And you said, you. Hadn't even won a playoff game. Yes. When so I did said, so did some news come across the screen? Is that why you, you brought up the Falcon? Well, because he, he could see the background back here. Oh, okay, okay. I smelled his background. Oh, God. Oh, you smelled it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so we're starting off on the right foot already here. I was going to say, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So, Kito, I got to tell you, man, before we uh, get into the meat of this interview, that I was just saying when we were doing an intro that I do my homework on the people that we talk to. And I literally had to carve out a weekend for you for all the stuff that you have going on. Right. Like, 
I, it was another job for me. Like you got so much stuff. There's so much there that I'm like, it's almost hard to know where to start with you. But again, like I said in the beginning, I appreciate you, you know, taking out the time to talk to us. Um, you have an interesting story that people need to know about. And like I said, again, appreciate the time today. Yeah, man. I'm excited. So let's just start with the beginning. Let's just start at the beginning with your journey. And can you tell us about your upbringing um, and how that helped shape your work ethic and your drive? Yeah, born and raised in Atlanta, College Park. Um, mother and father, dad sold insurance while I was young. Mom has always been in education. Um, played sports. My uncle played in the NBA for like 14 years. So I grew up around basketball. My dad, he, they're from New York. Um, so it was big in sports. That's all I did. Sports, sports, sports. I played basketball, baseball. That was my two main things. Did got good grades in school. Life was good, man. Uh, got to high school. That's when life became like, oh, grown. Like, like. Uh, high school, I, I went to Woodward Academy, which is a private school. And played basketball, got a basketball scholarship. Ended up getting kicked out. Got kicked out of Woodward. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. This is real. This is this is like my first time. Like, bad guy, you know? Uh, but then went to another school and finished playing ball there. Um, but Woodward was my first taste of what money looked like, like for real, for real. Like my uncle had it, you know what I'm saying? Like Rolls Royces, Benzes and all that. But I seen a, a G-Wagon in the 90s and was like, a scene, a, like a dude was driving into school. I'm like, bro, what is that? And how did you get it? Say, <laughs> how can I be down? Like, yeah, like trying to learn. He was like, oh, my dad bought it from his lawyer. Wait, why your daddy got a lawyer? <laughs> But my dad always talked money. And my dad, he he one of them uh powerful, like, like he 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 teaches you to I, I grew up listening to motivational tapes because of him. You know what I'm saying? Like he one of them dads that put All that right. he put that entrepreneurial spirit in you and you know he kind of militant. Like work man, even though work for the man. But he always taught us don't work for nobody, do it yourself. Uh so that's where I kind of get my my sports and my life entrepreneurial spirit from. No, that's that's good to know about that. You know, knowing where that was built at, and and it, and it sort of leads me into my next question about we were talking a little bit about your diverse background and all the many things that you've had going on. So you've done from acting to comedy because I seen you got your com you got a comedy special out there. Yep. Now it's education. You're entrepreneur, so you're able to wear a bunch of hats. So how are you able to deliver a hundred percent to each one of these different endeavors? You can't, you can't, it's impossible. It's impossible for me to go do as many open mics as I need to, to be the best comedian out there if I'm gonna run a successful business because I need to get up early. It's impossible. So you, you, you do what you do, what's needed at the time so you can go do some other things. At some point, I will no longer step foot into my companies. 
I'll go develop something else. Um, but I was able to do all these things at different pockets of my life, which is fun. Now, now that I am at a certain point within the company, I can get more into acting again and more into comedy again. No, that's that's a real answer because I, I appreciate your candor with that because you flat out said it's not possible because some people will try to give you this, uh, they'll paint this rosy picture of trying to grind and do four or five different things. So um, that's good, man, that you're able to know that you, you have limits and you know which way you can, how many different ways you can spread yourself. Right. No, that's yeah, good. You, you also need to be diligent with your time because you can get more out of things quicker if you're diligent with time. That's, that's real talk. So again, we are talking to Kedar Whittle. He is the rock star of education. That's what it says, the rock star of education. Now I had to, like it's so many things I had to keep a checklist of it. So you can check him out on Instagram at Kedar. You can see it on the screen right there. Also on IG at Educators Now. On YouTube, you got the Black to School podcast. Yeah. On LinkedIn, you can search Kedar Whittle, and his website is kedarwhittle.com. EZ, do you have something for the resident Falcons fan who's hoping for hope? <laughs> What's up, Key? Um, I'm not going to let you get away with just casually mentioning that your uncle played in the NBA for 14 seasons. So first of all, who the hell is your uncle, and what did he teach you along the way to kind of – I mean, he had money. So how did he inspire you to go get your own bread? Uh, he old school, man. He retired in 89. World be free. Wait, hold on. For real? Yeah. Man. <sighs> For real? Yeah. Dude... Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, the jump in your Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go go ahead. 16 sounds like you got to you got to No, I'm just amazed like like every 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 minute when I feel like okay, I've uncovered almost everything I can about Kido. He just throws another one in there, too. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. He said it so casually. And I'm shocked that you didn't ask the follow-up question before me. But he said it so casually. I'm like, there's no way he's getting out of here without talking about this a little bit. Because, uh, like... It was a good experience, man. I mean, I got on flights early in life. I, I experienced the finer things in life earlier. But it was... The summer, my 10th grade, I knew then I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. And he knew too. Because you already knew what it took to get there. He already knew what it took to get there. And I wasn't doing those things. And so he kind of knew. He he knew then. But I mean, I ain't know. Bro, I still think I got, you know what I'm saying? And I did. Like, for, like I was still murdering, like. Like, still really good, you know what I'm saying? But get to that next level. But the great thing about it is just how I'm able to tell you, I remember what I should have been doing, how I should have been doing it, and I can apply that to my life now. So I got two questions for you then about entrepreneurship. So my first question is, how hard is it for you to trust somebody else with your business? Because at some point, like you said, the business is going to grow and you're going to have to hire people to handle the business for you. 
So how tough was that for you at first? Uh, it's still tough. Because <laughs> you basically got to trust them from the start, right? Bruh, from the start. Like, literally sent an email a week ago that said, hey, I need y'all to teach me how y'all do what y'all do. Because I, I don't know what they do anymore. So I said, I need y'all to teach me. Because something is hard to let go. Because what, like, especially where I'm at, like, what does somebody leave? Like, I got key employees that if they decided to leave tomorrow, God forbid something happened to them tomorrow, I, I literally got to pull out the SOPs to, to see what I got to do. But even then, the business the, the business is so personal. SOPs not going to tell you a name. And I mean, at the end of the day, business still got to keep going. Yep. Like, it's That's right. Going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, t- it's tough. But a way you can do it, and it, it's easier this way, is to hot one you can hire independent contractors so you don't necessarily have to hire an employee right away but if there's an aspect of your business that you no longer have a, a, a the time to do hire an independent contractor to do it that's why that way there's no real re- relationship kind of other than if they're doing a good job you keep them around uh, another way you can another easy way to do it is Hire someone to do the job. It's time to hire an employee. Make sure you hire somebody to do the job that you absolutely hate to do. Let hire somebody to do that job. That way, he, he you be happy to happy that you ain't got to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's not as hard to like trust somebody with that. You like get that off my plate now. <laughs> um, and then and the, the, the third thing that we want to come to hiring is I fire fast and hire slow. When I say it's time for me to hire somebody, like, so I just hired some, my directors wanted to hire assistants. And I was like, cool, uh, they'll start in January. And this is like, like October when they brought the idea to me. I said, they'll start in January. They was like, nah, they'll be ready to start by the end of November. I said, okay, they'll start in January. <laughs> <laughs> and when we went through the process of finally hiring somebody, it was a week before Christmas. Mm. So when they coming into the office, oh, they're just going to start the Monday afternoon. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> you got to take your time hiring somebody. And that's a, another way you can trust. You know, and then my last question for you before I swing it back over to my brother. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that's thinking about going into entrepreneurship but have no idea like what they want to do? Uh, write it down and do it. Just start it. Just start doing it. I don't know what. Just do what you think you're supposed to be doing. Just do that. And then talk to people. Listen to podcasts. Go on YouTube, talk to people. Uh, but you learn on the fly. I learn every day. I learn every day. Uh, I just learned that you have to give someone a verbal offer before you actually send them an offer letter. 
I said, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. And my director of HR was, I said, nah, just send them the letter. They need to hurry up and start. She was like, you know, I got to call and do a verbal first. I said, what? She was like, yeah. Pulled out the rule books on me. I said, oh, my bad. <laughs> I just want to learn as you go. If you got product, if a lot of people got product, learn as you go. Manage by the numbers. Be very detailed with your numbers, though. Uh, that's that's facts. You got a you got a wealth of knowledge that's clear. You know, that's I mean, you can plainly see that, and it's coming from a place where, you know, you've been to certain places, you're going other places, but it comes out very confident that you know you know where you you know where you're headed to. So, Keto, I wanted to jump into where we're talking about the many professions and diving deep in, in, deeper into that. So the things that you're into when speaking about acting and then comedy. So which one of those would you say is more difficult and which one of them would you say you enjoy more? Uh, I, uh, comedy is way more. Comedy is way more difficult than acting. I can see that. Comedy is way more difficult than acting, for sure. Because acting, I don't necessarily have to know the lines with acting. There could be no, there could be no lines at all with acting and you can understand whatever story I'm about to tell. Silent films, hello. Comedy can be the same if it was physical comedy, but if we're talking about stand-up comedy, I don't know if someone can do a movies or a full length worth of silent comedy if it's supposed to be stand-up comedy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So with stand-up, you have to put in that time. And you have to know who you, you are on stage, which makes it hard. Yeah, I, I, my understanding was that I, I figured that comedy would probably be the more difficult out of the two because making people laugh you know when you're in your circle of friends is one thing but then when you're in front of an audience tasked of some of these people they don't know who you are they don't know you personally and you got to go out there and try to hit a chord with them to try to get laughter out of them so that's got to be at sometimes intimidating i'm guessing and that in that first joke better work so, <laughs> so that, if that first joke don't work that second joke better work <laughs> <laughs> Second joke don't work. <laughs> why are you climbing up a why are you climbing up a mountain? <laughs> you better do something to get them back. <laughs> so have you been in a spot like that before where you go up there and like you fu- you fully confident, you ready to roll, and you go up there and you tell that first one, and it's like Bruh. So I, <laughs> so I'm hot, like hot on TV, right? I'm on this on on BET at that. I'm hot. I come into town. My sister was like, "Oh, I'm going to this comedy show tonight. You should come through." All right, I'm on the 
road and doing comedy, but I ain't been on the road in like three months. So I've been on stage. I hit it doing a comedy show on the radio and everything. Griff, he down there. Uptown Comedy Corner in Atlanta. Legendary. So my sister, she there with her homegirls and everybody in VIP. The, the room is packed. And Uptown, one of those one of them, one of them rooms where like you get your skin at Uptown. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of them black rooms that you come through and that's what you do. Kevin Hart, like he come through, used to sell out Uptown because that's what, you know, black folks want to come see him. Yep. Well, I get down there. It's a shake your keys show. When they ready for you to get off the stage, they shake their keys. The dude that went on before me, somebody threw the keys at him. He was so bad. <laughs> like it's one of them type shows. <laughs> So I, I, I run into Griff. I say, Griff, he done hell date. I be doing stand-up too. Put me on. <laughs> he was like, oh, you do comedy too? I said, yeah. So he was like, all right. Griff get on stage. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and Griff got a raspy boy. <laughs> Griff impersonation is pretty good, man. <laughs> he, he do gospel now. He on the gospel radio station now. He, he does? Yeah, yeah. Man, th- Things changed, man, because that was Griffey 2K back in the day, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, this that dude, he uh he on TV or something. He say he funny, he doing comedy now. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nigga, I'm already set up. <laughs> so I get out there, man, and I'm working. I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just work on some new stuff. <laughs> I'm working on these new jokes I've been working on. Not telling none of my old stuff. Man, I get on stage. I said, hey, man, y'all, y'all, y'all ever uh be making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you put your peanut butter knife into the jelly and your daddy said, hey boy, don't be putting that peanut butter in the jelly. And everybody was like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard somebody suck their teeth. <laughs> Bruh, and then, uh, and then I, I tried to say another joke and that didn't work. And then somebody said, what? You on hell date. Get your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> now, ain't nobody throw no keys that you did, they? Ain't nobody throw no keys. Ain't nobody throw no keys. And then this one girl was like, dang, I used to like you. <laughs> I was like, what am I talking about? Used to. Soul was crushed, bro. Doing stand-up in Atlanta. That's why I be so mean to, like, dudes that do, like, people that do stand-up in Atlanta, they can go anywhere in the world and do stand-up. Like, ain't, no, ain't nothing thicker than Atlanta stand-up. Oh, damn. They don't play. I mean, same thing with hip hop. It's like if you going up there and it ain't right, man. I didn't see you. You said you saw, you know, people throwing keys. I didn't see people who were smoking who would who would throw what they smoking at people. Like, geez, yes. They're like, get them up off of there. So yeah. how did you bounce? How did you bounce back? Like that happens. How do you? How do you? You know, what did you do to just bounce back from that? Oh, first thing I did was throw that joke away. That's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scratching that one off the, off yep. the thing I did. 
Um, and and then I quit. I quit comedy, and then I said, oh, nah, I need to figure this out because I can't go back there and not be right." So I like, let me write. I need to get back to writing, right? And that's what I did. Atlanta, oh, man. Atlanta, Atlanta made you throw all your jokes away. <laughs> I just. I, I, like I said, I just kind of figured that when, when we're talking about the profession of which one is harder, it just seems like comedy is, is harder. And when you find your groove, you find your groove. But it just seemed like it's, it's difficult. Right. Um, you know what made me hesitate about that? Because road comedy is not that. Road comedy is like when you go to like the improv, Toledo, Ohio, man, them folks are ready. You could say, oh, I pooed it before I came up here. <laughs> <laughs> On it. <laughs> he said pooted. <laughs> right. But those shows are something, man. I had so much fun traveling with my bro, Finesse Mitchell, for so many years. It was just love going to eat to the city. That's that's all good. And um, I got one more here for you before I toss it back to my brother here. I mean, we're talking about, you know, your you know, your background as far as like entertainment and stuff. So I wanted to uh, talk about educators now and what you guys are doing to help the youth. You know, you're putting educators in the best position to uh, do what they do best, which is teach. Can you speak to how that idea came about, like how that was born? And then from the point where it was born to how it's grown to now? My mama, shout out to my mama. <laughs> now my mother, she's a retired uh, educator at Atlanta Public Schools. Um, so she got bored. Um, and would send us 15 forwards emails a day. And we was like, you need to go get a job if he's too young for you to retire. So she did. She became a director at a childcare facility. And, you know, childcare facilities are regulated by uh, ratios. And so you have to have so many teachers per students. And so this, my mom, used a service but the guy that she used was she didn't like the quality of people that he would bring and uh, she thought i could do a great job at that business well i'm relocating back to atlanta I, i've never worked i really never worked for anyone or it's been so much so long since i've worked i would I, I need to do something so my mom was like you need to do this business i'm like all right so she kind of just told me what it is and I did a layout and I went for it. And I started the business in 2016. We got our first partnership in October of 2017. Had 12 schools and, you know, it was, you know, I, I, it was beginning of October and I was like, man, I just can't figure out why this thing ain't popped yet. Like, this is a great idea. I'm interviewing people. I got teachers ready to work. And then my, uh, and then my wife was like, well, maybe you just go bartending somewhere. Just put some money in your pocket. And I was like, no, I need to do this more. I need to dedicate more time to this. And so two days later, I get a call. Oh, hey, uh, we want to we wanna start using the service for stuff. I was like, Bam. And it was like 12 schools instantly, just like that. So I started and I mean, you know, we have grown from that 12 schools to now over 70 schools in these four years. 
we have grown from. Bro, I remember. I remember when my payroll was five thousand dollars a week, which is a lot of money. It was so much money. I had to borrow five thousand dollars from my dad, like twice. And was like, I'll give it to you next week because I know I'm getting some checks, but well, I ain't got it right now, and I I need to pay my people. And I didn't. I wasn't on no salary or nothing like that. He let me borrow some money. My cousin, he let me borrow five thousand dollars a couple times just to make payroll. I remember those days. To now, my payroll is well over a million dollars a year. Wow. And it's like. But it's crazy, like it, it's like crazy how fast it has grown, and and but when I when I think about numbers from that perspective, yes, that is a metric, sure. But what it really says to me is that we've been able to be that influential within schools. That like our work, like. That's how much more we can impact scholars. And that's what I think about when I think about the growth. Because it's, it's definitely legit just in doing my homework and seeing it. It's like, it's something that you never know was needed out there and you're providing a service and a need that probably should have been, you know, more aggressively handled even from the beginning. And you found a market for that and you know, you're making a name for yourself doing that. And it's just admirable to see that. Yeah. So, and you're putting in the work to, to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's, it's cool on both sides, though. Here, yes, we definitely provide quality educators for the schools. But it's a lot of people that don't know that they can actually be a substitute teacher or how to get into the education industry. So, we're, help, we're getting people jobs. Like, yeah. man, I, I wish there was a way for people to know that we exist more so that they can call us and say, hey, I need a job. We, there's about, a th- there's at least a, a thousand people per county that could use a job. And if they just knew that they could call us and possibly get a job, and we'll be we'll be way out of here. But you said so you well on your well on your way to it. And again, just to read away, we are talking to Kedar Whittle. I gotta say it again, the rock star of education. You put it out there, that's the that's the name there, the rock star of education. So you can catch him on Instagram at Kedar, also at Educators Now LLC. Uh, search YouTube for the Black to School podcast. Is on LinkedIn at Kedar Whittle, and his website is kedarwhittle.com. Easy, I know you've been waiting to jump back in there, man. You got something else for Kedar, man, the hopeful Falcon fan. <laughs> Just a little jabbing that in there. Got to do um, it. I know you've done a lot of networking, and you've met a lot of people throughout your career, or multiple careers, however you want to call it. Um, has there Have you met anybody that you were just, like, starstruck by or somebody that you were, like, Wow, I never thought that I'd be here with this person right now. Um uh Chappelle for sure. Like I've been around Chappelle a couple of times because of finesse. <laughs> What's crazy is 
we was in, so Finesse Mitchell's on SNL. And, and uh-huh. my, my boy Keenan was also, Keenan and I actually grew up together. Uh, we went to, we grew up at church together, Hillside off Cascade, and then uh, ended up going to that party. Keenan Thompson? Thompson? Yeah. And ended up going Jesus, to the man, this guy. He just, you see how he just talks about man. You know, world That's what I'm saying, free. just casually. Yeah, dude. he's like, we'll be free, you know. Keenan Thompson, hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's in, his number's in my phone. Yeah. Not the work phone. The Falcons, <laughs> might, not, like, the Falcons might not be winning, but Kedar's winning, so. Right, it is. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, so, I go up to Finesse dressing room, because I, I go to all, I, I used to go to all the SNL shows. I go up to the Finesse dressing room. Finesse is in there with his dude, Max, and Max got this model chick there. So, uh, Kedar was like, I mean, Finesse is like, Kedar, Max, Max, Kedar. Right, cool, Finesse left to go shoot something. And so, uh, I'm like, oh, how, how you know Finesse? He's like, oh, just being around. Where you, where you live, in Brooklyn? Uh, but I got spot in Manhattan too. All right, cool, just shooting, just shooting it. And so, Finesse come back in, he was like, hey, Max, uh, you know, I've been working on my music. When are we gonna do some music? And I was like, oh, that's what's up, man. You do your little music or something? And Finesse was like, Kida, this is Max, Maxwell Max. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you mean it? He didn't use the full name, so that's for y'all. Because he had disappeared. He had disappeared and, and this is right when he was making a comeback and got skinny and, and was, was had no hair, low hair, like different, like different, different. And 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 it was it was cool, you know what I'm saying? But just the them New York days where we we partied with anybody that came through SNL. Uh Lindsay Lohan, the Paris Hiltons, the the we partied at the 4040 Club, Jay-Z, uh Der- so Derek Watkins, who is Fonsworth Bentley, was also living in New York at the time. And obviously going hanging out with Derek, anybody showed up. Diddy playing. I remember partying with Diddy several nights. Like is uh uh Gronk in Vegas. The the Gronk in Vegas killer. So best person to turn up with or that you have turned up with. Turn up, turn up, Gronk. Absolutely, yeah. Gronk. Yeah. Turn up, turn up, Gronk. All day. And he'll see that. Take shots and he do beers. He's beer here, beer you down. <laughs> is, is he is he like the typical white guy? Like, hey, that's my dog Key. Hey, buy him some, man. Hey, hook absolutely. Up he'll, oh he'll, man, he'll, that's the best. He'll pick up the bar and and put it right in front of you. That's how strong he is, too. <laughs> hey man, so Gronk. So he. So what we see of him that that personality that, that we see. That's what he is too. He's just like no games. No games at all. That is him all day. Such a great guy. So and what what's the connection? How how how'd you get in connection with, with Gronk? Finesse. 
We was in Vegas partying. Finesse know everybody. Sound like you know everybody too, though, man. You can't just say I shit, know, man. Yeah. I, 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 know of, I know of everybody. <laughs> you know. Nah. It sound like you you know you know some folks. Like my brother says, you know, it was just kind of like, let me just slide this in here, you know. Hey, the most I, I will say this though. The most money, uh, the mo the biggest entourage I've ever been a part of. And and it was, let's say it was 20 cars deep. I was car number 19. I wasn't the last dude, but I was car number 19. That's how far removed I was. Floyd Money Mayweather. Man. I'm talking about like crazy. And he don't even drink, but everybody had to it. The biggest and craziest Floyd Money Mayweather. Just because of the amount of stacks that you're just surrounded by, I can imagine. Like, just all the money and all the. It was unbelievable. Now, if anybody is listening that is a partner in school, this was pre. <laughs> I, I, put up, I, I put up on the screen disclaimer for statute of limitation. Yeah, I'll yeah, make sure yeah. to drop yeah. that in there. Pre, everybody got pre line. This is pre. I'm just swear. That's funny. Man, that is. I I just got this feeling that I'm saying easy that Keto got more stuff that he might even be just holding back. I'm I'm waiting on who next person he gonna casually drop in here, man, because. We didn't have like, you know, 10, 12 names. We were just like, oh, yeah, you know, Max or, you know, <laughs> my uncle's w- world be free. We just tossing that around like that. So, Keto, we got, I got a couple more for you. And then we got this little game that we like to play with our with our guests and everything. But I wanted to talk to you about um, your podcast, the Black to School podcast. And I know you and I had like a brief convo before you even came on the show where you mentioned about your love for, you know, historically black universities and colleges and everything. So. I know it's centered around that pride that comes from going to a historically black college. So can you just, you know, kind of run through like what's the format when it comes out and where do you see this podcast going in the coming weeks, months as you continue to grow it out? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Yeah. Black yeah. school podcasts on all platforms, all one word, um, IG, YouTube, everywhere. Uh, we are on your, know, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're in find us there black school podcast all one word and my line brother brought it to me and we both graduated from norfolk state and he was like lb i want to do a podcast where we highlight successful people from norfolk state now me being the producer that i am was like lb that's a great idea but we should open it up to all hbcus and he was like that's what I really wanted to do, but I thought the idea was too big. I was like, bro, never, let's do it. So the purpose is we wanna highlight successful stories uh, of people that are currently at an HBCU alumni or affiliated with an HBCU. And it's our hope that we increase engagement, enrollment and endowment. Um, You know, there are some students that are thinking about like, what school should I go to? And we wanna let them know that HBCU is a viable option. 
there are some parents that have a, a, a huge influence on where their kid goes to college. You want to give parents the confidence that they can, their kid want to go to an HBCU. Like here, here are successful people from HBCUs. They don't have to go to the UI route. Um, and then people who weren't even thinking about college and they seeing what people are doing and the connections and how to, how to make the moves or one even it wasn't even a focus for them like you know maybe they maybe they get into it so i mean that's really what is what it's about so we really it's been great so far we've already launched we launched two weeks ago we actually launched february 25th because that's when the first hbcu chain university opened up its doors and so we've been releasing the episode every wednesday we're shooting about 40 this season, um, who knows how many we'll shoot next season. Uh, but the goal is to be at everybody's homecoming. It's the Tuesday event, the Wednesday event. We invite three successful people from your school, do the podcast live at every school. Uh, just really bring that, really bring that focus to the HBCU life. Do you think there's a bigger microscope? on HBCUs now than ever before? Ever before. And it's some folks that's giving real money, not this fake NBA $3 million money. It's some folks out there giving real money to HBCUs. There was a, a, a white author, I forgot her name. Well, I know Jeff Bezos' wife has been shelling out money left and right. I'm talking about shelling. Well, ex-wife. Ex-wife. I'm talking about 40,000 here, 100,000 here, 300, I mean, million, 300 million here. And I'm like, yo, what? I wonder why. I wonder, is it, I wonder why, I'm thankful. Let me, let me start there. Okay. Grateful for the new interest and action. Um, I just wonder why, because the, the, the lady that's given the 100 million, I, I, all right, cool. But that for the NBA to get 3 million, well, is, is, that, is that so y'all can say y'all down for the cause? Because they do a lot to be down for the cause. I will say that, they do a yeah. lot. But I don't understand I'm just trying to figure out why is there so much interest now. I would say the climate. The the if you look back at, I mean, it's always been around. But if you look specifically at last summer, the George Floyd thing, right? It to me, and we talk about it on the show all the time. That you know, a lot of people like saying that they did something versus I really did something about it. Like like you were saying it sounds good to say, hey, I donated this, I did this part, like I'm doing my part by that. You know what, and, and, and I always talk about solution-based thinking, and I always anticipate. So let's, let me try to move the conversation forward. Now the, now the question should be, how do we carry this momentum and make it worth it? How do we take these extra funds that we are giving to build, I mean, to now own the land around the schools so that we can continue to grow this village. How do we sustain the attention 
or, or the gratitude that has been given. That's the conversation that I, I hope each HBCU and alumni, I, I, I haven't been able to go to a meeting, but I hope that is the conversation. Yeah, um, I'll say one of them, you know, bringing that part of it is about staying focused. If it's in the moment and the spotlight is on it, you need to take advantage of it while more eyes and ears are on it than ever before. You should take advantage, you know, we should all be taking advantage of that part of it since it seems like it's a big topic of conversation and we know we got a way to go. It's clear we still got a way to go. I mean, a long way to go. Long way. But to be the topic of conversation, you got to strike while it's hot and pay close attention to it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, kid, I got one more for you. And like I said, we got this little question game that we like to play with our guests. So, I mean, again, you already do so much casually just tossing out stuff. <laughs> but through all this, you got educators now, mm-hmm. you're on BET, mm-hmm. you're on The Walking Dead, for God's sake. <laughs> you got a, your IMDb, like I said, I had to carve out time where I, I literally, like I said, I had to carve out time. I was like, okay, learn about keto. It's like, oh my God, I, I gotta really pay the attention. Man, the man told you to Google him. He did, <laughs> yes. Know? I told my brother he, about that. Keto said he, he said he said I don't just have a Facebook page, okay? Like you're gonna find me on multiple things. There's gonna be a lot of stuff that though. pulls up. Like you know what? He was like, just just Google me, all right? Just Google. <laughs> and that's a bona fide. When you tell somebody to Google you, that's I'll serious, that, bro. Not like that, because it was about to be a long conversation. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we were really? like this, because we were we were clicking. It felt like you know we um we knew each other already, right? And. He was like, look, let me just, you know, let's let's save something yeah. for the air and let's just, just Google me and you'll see what you need to see. Yeah. But in saying all that, and of course, I didn't take it like that. I just thought it was hilarious. I couldn't wait to go back and tell everybody like, yo, I was talking to Keto. He just said, Google me. Like, that's like the most awesome, like my brother said, the bona fides, you toss that out there. And it's like, OK, that's legit right there. You don't just <laughs> tell somebody. But in saying that and in everything that we spoke about with you, what's next? What, where, where do you see all of this? Go- like, what, what's next for you? You got all, all this stuff that you've done already. And obviously, there's still way more to go. So what, what's something that you haven't tried that, that'll be the next thing? I'm going to tell you what's immediate, and then I'll tell you the goal. Uh, so um, one thing that uh, we didn't mention was during the pandemic, you know, entrepreneurs figure out ways to make pivots. And so... Two years from now, well, 2022, I was supposed to start um, a tutoring company, Tutors on Demand. Well, because of COVID, I've pushed that timeline forward and started COVID. I started during COVID. So I started another company called Tutors on Demand. And instead of sending teachers into school, we deployed teachers into parents' homes to help with the virtual learning. We also do customized tutoring as well to make sure students are mastering those skills that's needed before going to the next grade level or if they need help with test taking or whatever. Um, that company is doing great because we, at, we market to those individuals that can afford it. But there are tons of scholars that literally cannot afford our service. And, and I'm not talking about the ones that 
live in the hood and they folks figure out how to get the Jordans when they come out or the PS5 when they come out. I'm talking about there's some kids that just can't, who parents just can't afford it. And statistics are showing that our scholars are going to be anywhere from 18 to 24 months behind due to virtual learning. So our company, Tutors on Demand, we're in the process of raising $150,000 to give free tutoring for those scholars and needs. We're gonna pull from our schools that we already service and just uh, do their schools and neighboring schools just to make sure these kids master the skills. Because next year, school is gonna look different. Them teachers are gonna be tired because they're gonna have to reteach everything that they were supposed to learn for the last two years. Because when you think about virtual learning, when I think about regular learning, like I, I'm not that smart, but I use context clues. I literally looked at the teacher and saw what she was about to say. I read her lips, I heard what she said, she wrote it on the board. It's context clues all around the classroom to remind you what we're learning about. During that virtual learning, one, we don't even know if they have the bandwidth within their home to be on virtual learning. Like we don't even know if they got the right internet for it to be strong enough for them to actually learn the lesson. And then when they on the internet, what 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 you heard all year? What'd you hear all year? Put put your phone on mute, put your computer on mute. What second grader is gonna raise their hand and ask a question if they don't understand something? What third grader gonna do it? Maybe by the time you're in fourth grade, you got the you got the courage to do it, but the younger kids not. So now we depend on somebody that's at the house helping them. What if that person don't really, what if they don't have the capacity to do it because they they got to do their own work just to make sure the bills get paid. So now a second grader or a third grader kind of on their own. And we really can't think these scholars for the last two years really got the, the everything they need to be to the next grade. So that's where we're trying to come in and fill in that gap. So that's immediate. And if anybody wants to donate, you can go to tutorsondemandllc.com. There's a link on there. The campaign is called Saving Our Scholars. Saving Our Scholars. tutorsondemandllc.com. Now, within education, I'll have about five different companies under that umbrella. I just jumped into the real estate game as well. Ultimate goal is to buy a building in Atlanta called 191 Peachtree Street, move the Hawks headquarters to the top five floors because I also want to buy the Hawks. On one of those floors is going to be the, the best restaurant, one of the best restaurants in the world that we'll also own. And I will retire in LA with my wife. Ultimate, that's the ultimate goals right there. Man. Great uh, choice of city, by the way. <laughs> For sure. My wife is born and raised in LA. As soon as these kids get grown, we leave it. <laughs> Don't blame me one bit. I, I tell people all the time that haven't been there, you got to go once. Yeah. You got to experience LA for what it is. LA is, LA is nice, man. I heard about that terrible traffic out there because we got a lot of we got some family that's out there in California. They talk about how bad that LA traffic is, but yeah, you got no, no time to leave. 
But yeah. you saying that like Atlanta traffic ain't bad. I mean, I know it's the pandemic and everything, but you know, you know how it is around here. It's still terrible. It is. It's a lot of it's a lot of cussing that going on two eighty five. You know about that. And a lot of accidents. If hey, look, man, if anybody if anybody is in law school and you're listening, stop whatever law that you think you want to study. Stop. Do accident law and move to Atlanta. You will become you, rich and you will not regret it. <laughs> You will all. not regret it. You have money for your kids, 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 the way they drive around here. Exactly. Right. So the last, the last one before we get in our game here is that we, like I said, we mentioned a lot of stuff about you. If we miss anything as far as where we can find you online and everything, um, please just you know let us know. And I'm, all this is going to go in the description. It'll be in the podcast description and the YouTube description. But anything that we might have missed on where we can find you online anything else you got coming up that we might have possibly missed we want to get all that in there because you're an interesting dude and you're a good dude despite your taste in teams and we want to support you no i appreciate that man just uh make sure y'all go to tutors on the man help us with these kids um and i'm currently on a show called your honor on showtime great show great yep um it was supposed to be a three episode arc but uh second episode of me shooting the roro hit so uh, they canceled my last two episodes but i'm on episode five so make sure y'all check it out it's on showtime by the way if y'all i want to know about your honor if you haven't seen it but it's a great show man yeah so so we didn't i just like i said i, I wanted to make sure that we we got everywhere where we could get you and like i said all that stuff we're going to put that in the in the description Right. So people could check you out. All right. So now we're about to we had a great conversation. We've been having some fun. Now we're gonna have some more fun. All right. So we got this game that we play with our guests. It's called Don't At Me. And basically what it is is I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions. And you'll give your answer. And it'll be like if somebody tried to come at you like on Instagram, you'd be like, that's my answer. Like if it's Coke or Pepsi, you'd be like, it's Coke, don't at me. That's what you'll say. You say your answer and then you'll say don't at me. That's All like right. saying, look, that's what it is, that's it. That's great. I, li- I like this. All right, so if you would, we go ahead and jump in with the first one. And I'm gonna let you, let you know right now, Keto, I don't make these easy, man. So I'm, I'm about to really get with you on this one, all right? So let's start with the first one here. So on the weekend, do you sleep in or do you wake up early? Wake up early, don't at me. See, he got the game down right there. <laughs> <laughs> easy, what about you, man? What, what do you do on the weekend? I guess it depends on well, what you got going. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not as affluent as my guy here. So, yeah, I'm sleeping in. But, you know, once I get a few hustles like him, I'm going to have to wake up early, too. But for nah. right now, I'm sleeping in. All right. For, for me, on the weekend, I don't know, man. Look, your youngest niece, she doesn't know any boundaries. So I could be knocked yeah, out. I was about sleeping. to say, you definitely waking up no matter if you want to or not. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I, here's what I don't know. Or maybe I do. But I got five kids. Yes. So, oh yeah, you definitely you ain't nope. having no choice. Businesses or not, yeah. All right, new boy, a two year old, seven, and the twins are nine. I'm up early. Yes. Hold yeah. on, hold on, man. Man, your kids are still really very young, man. Where and you, you like, hey, once you you like, hey, you know, once once you know once they get old, we move to L.A. I'm like, okay, well, his kids are teens or something. He, you got a long way to go, buddy. He got a he got a way to go. I got a way. I got a one month old. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. yeah, so you're gonna be in Atlanta hey, for. It's good you planning this far ahead though, because LA is a little on the expensive side, so it gives you time Absolutely. to you know save money for the crib and everything. That Absolutely. makes sense. 
right, cool. All right, so here's the next one. All right, Kedar, HBO Max or Disney Plus? Disney Plus, don't add me. I got five kids, son. Yeah, I was about to say, the kids are <laughs> definitely going to weigh on this decision. But, okay, he made that choice based on the fact that he got to keep the house in order and Disney Plus will do that for you. But the adult in him wanted to say it's HBO Max. But the smart fatherly answer is whatever keeps these kids quiet, which would be Disney Max. I mean, Disney Plus. It's, actually, it has, it has really nothing to do with kids. Whatever would keep these kids quiet so my wife is happy. Ah, this is a smart man. Because if mama ain't happy, you ain't going to want to be at home. Nobody happy. Nobody. This is facts. I hope you're soaking in this game easy. You keep your girl happy and you'll be happy. Yeah, 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 that's usually how it goes, right? (laughs) Exactly. Happy wife, happy life. Yes. Sanity. So what about you, man? HBO Max, Disney Plus. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have HBO Max, so I, I, the fault is Disney Plus for me. For me, but so we know what you think. Well, this is the thing: is that Keto brought up a good point because both your nieces do Disney Plus. But if it's me choosing, it's HBO Max. It's not even close. Disney doesn't have enough to hold me in. It's only so many times I can watch the Avengers. So. <laughs> It's definitely HBO Max for right now. All right, now this, now it's gonna start getting tougher on you here, or maybe it won't be. I don't know. Let's see. All right, Keto. So, uh, which would you prefer, Chick Fil A breakfast, McDonald's breakfast? Chick Fil A breakfast. Don't at me. Chick Fil A everything all day. I'm from Atlanta. He The loyalty to Chick Fil A is stronger for Atlanteans than their sports team. I just want to point that out. Absolutely. Like, bro, when I you say, can talk shit about uh, the Falcons, you can talk shit about the Hawks, you can talk about the Braves, but if somebody tries to slander Chick Fil A, you will be attacked by the millions of people in the Atlanta metro oh, area. Because he sat, you saw him, he sat up a little <laughs> bit. When I was like Chick Fil A, he was like, "How dare you even say something against Chick Fil A?" He sat up. Bro, Chick Fil A is a real restaurant, it's not even fast food, so that was a bad comparison. Okay, I bet. <laughs> My my first criticism of a bad question on Don't Add Me. I'll take it. I had him triggered on that one. So Chick-fil-A have restaurants where you can go in, sit down, and have a waiter come take your order and bring your food. Really? Yes. Called Dwarf Houses. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never knew what that meant. Bro, and they got stuff on the menu that ain't even on the regular menu. Like, you can get greasy. You get a really? whole breakfast. Yeah, you get a whole breakfast. They scramble your eggs fresh with cheese, hash browns, all of that. Yeah. Damn, so an elegant Waffle House, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah McDonald's had no shot what? with this question. Oh, hold up. Hold up. All right. So you brought a Waffle House. You got time for me to tell this quick story? Go for it. You got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got time. <laughs> because Waffle, this Waffle House story must have something to do with a turn up. Nah, 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 nah. And, uh, oh man, no, okay. Uh, but no, we I got we got here. time. Tell it. I still want to hear it. I still want to hear Chick fil A goes. So, Chick fil A, you know, now debt free, 10, 15 billion dollar company, right? Chick fil A does not allow owners, just franchise operators, right? Uh, so, there's been only three um, franchises of Chick fil A ever. 
Chick-fil-A used to be partnered with someone and when they broke partnerships, Chick-fil-A changed a little bit of the ingredients, but the other partner kept their chicken the same. You know who that partner was? Waffle House. That's why Waffle House chicken tastes almost like Chick-fil-A chicken. Learn something every day. I had Waffle, Waffle House is a Georgia entity, right? Their headquarters is around here, yeah. Yes, many of us have stumbled from drunken nights into a Waffle House. Because I think their partnership was somewhere where Chick-fil-A would supply them with the chicken that they eat. The recipe. I love Chick-fil-A, bro. I got, like, I'm a Chick-fil-A fan. I got Chick-fil-A t-shirts around here, bro. Okay, so you know what I just did? Right then, This I've been we've been doing this Don't At Me thing for a long time. That was my, that right there was my peanut butter in the jelly question. I just had mine. So I just, I just, I just bombed on that question right there. Absolutely. Throw that joke away. I got to throw, throw that question away. But, but I'm still going to ask my, I believe I know his answer because he liked McDonald's, <laughs> excuse me, McDonald's breakfast too. So what is it, bro? It's Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Who was, who was it going to be? For the record, I love McDonald's breakfast. It is amazing. But... The answer is Chick-fil-A because McDonald's got rid of the damn bacon, egg, and cheese bagel because y'all being cheap. So F y'all, I'm going with Chick-fil-A. There you go. <laughs> All right. For me, I'm I'm not really a huge breakfast person. Um, if I'm going to Chick-fil-A, I'd rather eat lunch. I'm not a huge breakfast. I will eat it. Like, if my wife gets it, I will oh, that eat That face it. is a meme down there. That face it, is a meme. It is. She's like, what do you But uh, if I had to choose between Chick-fil-A breakfast and McDonald's breakfast, I'm going to choose chick-fil-a because it is superior keto was waiting on me to say something crazy like hold he on he was man. waiting for you to say mcdonald's but, but my choice would have been l- lunch at chick-fil-a though if i had to choose either one of them sure. all right all right here's the next one do you have a landline yes or no no don't at me bro i'm not that old and i don't need that much of a discount on my cable oh <laughs> <laughs> oh shots fired i feel attacked Easy. Do you have a landline? I already know the answer to this. Do you have a landline? The answer is no. All right. And, so, and Key took a direct shot at me when I used to live in Memphis because I definitely picked up that landline to save money on my cable. That's how they get you. Like, how's the cheap bundle? Go get the bundle. Like, oh, if you do the triple bundle, you get 40 bucks off. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Where did I get a landline cable phone from? Um, so, okay. So, I have a landline. And the, re- <laughs> and the reason why I have a landline. And a fax machine. N- <laughs> so my brother could vouch for me on this one. In my neighborhood, the signal is not that great. Yes, you can use your cell phone over here if you're on Wi-Fi, but it's over in, a, in an area where it was a point where we were making business calls out of the house, so a landline was needed for that point. And they gave me a discount on my internet for having it, so. Yeah, yeah his, his estate has really thick roofing oh. and insulation, so it's hard to get a signal through there. Thanks, bro. I, pre- I appreciate that. The estate. This guy. All right. Keto, last one, and this is important, all right? Which do you prefer, Pop-Tarts frosted or unfrosted? Uh, frosted, don't add me. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Now, What's I the... I don't eat it anymore, but for sure, when I was a young adult and below, frosted. 
Absolutely. All right, so I'm some unfrost. Yeah, so. unfrost. I didn't even know they made those until I talked to this guy. He's Come on, all right, man. by the way. Until I talked to this guy about it. And he tried to have the audacity to tell me that it was better than the frosted. Like, but we got like, are you on, bro? If you on a diet, just say you on a diet. But don't sit here and try to act like it's better. A frosted pop tart is better. I mean, than just a plain pop tart with strawberry filling in. Like, what are you talking about? It depends on what you know. I mean, we got both in there. It depends on what you in the, in the mood for, I guess. Just trying say you on some, a diet, bro. I'm trying to cut back. Right? I'm just trying to cut back a little right. bit. Keto's not he's not here for my like, stuff, man. Like the like the frosted so much better. You could eat it as is. Like you can take it out the thing and bite into it. But if it ain't got no frosting on it, it has to be warm. You gonna or you need something to drink because your mouth gonna be Well you need Yeah, he wasn't here uh, for it. I got I got a like a extra don't add me question because I just thought about it. Okay. So um Matt Ryan or Trey Young? Trey Young, don't add me. Wait, hold on. I so what's that. up? What's up with y'all hate for Matt Ryan? Man? I said that too quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I said it too quick. I'm still mad. Think about it. <sighs> Matt Ryan, don't at me, but they need to get rid of it. But they not. Okay. Well, they not. They not. Well, well, I seen a mock draft. They might take. Um... Yeah, they might take the dude. From... He gonna be your. He... It don't matter who they take. He gonna be your starter in 2021. He's not yeah. going nowhere that quick. But they got to get rid of him after that. Sorry. Hey, but that, hey, man, Trey Young is good, bro. You know, a he lot of people, I don't know if, I, I don't know if the same GM that made the trade is still the GM, but he gets a lot of unfair criticism about the trade that he made. You know, swapping Luca for Trey Young on draft night, and I think y'all got an extra first round pick the following year. I, I'm not sure who y'all picked with that pick, but I mean, people act like Trey Young ain't an All Star and a elite player in his own right. He ain't Luca, but you're right. You're right. He ain't Luca. Now, here's here's where here's what I I I think I hope is figured out before I buy the Hawks. But for sure, what I got to figure out when I buy the Hawks, why can't we win? It's not like we don't get good players. That was the question I was about to ask. So I have a scenario. You know what we don't answer your question. But you know what we don't get? We don't get all stars. We don't get superstars. Yes. Y'all get all stars, but not superstars. Are you talking and I try about, to tell people there's a difference between an all star and a superstar. Yeah. Are you talking about because Atlanta? All star. Are you talking about? No, Atlanta no. We're talking about we're talking about basketball. Okay. Like, there's a huge difference between an all star and a superstar. Like LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, superstar. Demar Derozan, you know, uh, all star. Kevin Love, all star. There's a difference. You know, they, one can make your team decent playoff. Superstar, you put him with anybody, um, dudes that you used to hoop with down the street, they're going to make the playoffs and probably contend. So and for those of you at home that be talking about that. And it's interesting to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like... that The, the dynamic? It's, well, it's exciting to watch superstars. Because superstars are exciting. People get dressed yeah. up for superstars. 
but but that's what they that's what they move for in you speaking about Atlanta, the city where it's like there are some diehards out there, but it's like if the team not winning, they don't really follow them hardcore. It's like kind of bandwagon a little bit. But I I, I got like a but, bonus. Well, hold on. But to answer your question about um, why y'all don't get superstars, so I heard this theory from an Uber driver who happens to be an Atlantean, and it resonated with me, and I just want to see if you agree with it or not, or if you maybe have thought about it. You know, you know a lot of celebrities, so you might know the ins and outs of this with the celebrity friends. So he told me that the reason why superstars, specifically the NBA, do not come play in Atlanta is because they side pieces live in Atlanta. <laughs> and as crazy as that sounds, I was like, you know what? He might have a point. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's enough in the world that when I become owner, I'll move them to another state. <laughs> <laughs> some, some shush money. Some shush houses, if you will. <laughs> I put them on room, give them some room and board. You know what I'm saying? Put, I should do a whole condo of them and just ship the team out on off days. Like a campus. <laughs> That's the whole, like the bubble, like the NBA bubble was. Bubble. Keep so over there. can I be, let me just go ahead and slide on in here before, you know, it happens. Can I be a part of your ownership group? I don't need a, I don't want to be majority owner. I just need enough to be in the building. I don't need to be Magic Johnson. I just want to be one of Magic Johnson's friends. Bro, I, 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 I swear we all can do it. All right, let's. I'm down. I just, I just want to make sure I'm in there before um, you get to that point, because sure. I'm, I'm a true believer in speaking it into existence. Bro, I'm telling you, in my office, it's a picture of 191 and the Hawks, and that's it. Kid, y'all said that he about to get them to where they want to get to. So I'm gonna ask you one, one more here. And we appreciate the fact you've been so generous with your time here, man. Um, so who's gonna be the one that's gonna win for you first? The Braves, the Falcons, or the Hawks. Now, I'm not going to say that I wish demise on all Atlanta sports teams, but I wish demise on all Atlanta sports teams. But which, which one is going to break through that glass and win one? I think, it's, I think the Braves are due for a win, even though they blew it last year, too. Uh, uh, the, the Hawks are the Hawks are uh, ownership away. They not. They not. They need you, man. I'm telling you. Did, did you agree with the firing of Lord Pierce? Did you? From the outside looking in, I feel like this is the first year he's actually had a formidable roster. And I'm not a fan of. You didn't have expectations before. You finally got a decent <laughs> roster since, who, you know, the who, Eastern Conference Finals. But who created this expectation? Like, it's different. Like, okay, yeah, you're in the East. It's a little bit more open than it used to be because LeBron ain't in the East no more. But what were you ex- – yeah, 16, 16, I know I know you don't really, like, get into basketball until, like, close to playoff time. But from the outside looking in, they made a lot of really good moves in the offseason. Now, you know, to Key's point, they didn't sign any superstars and nothing like that. But they signed some really good pieces like Gallinari, um, Badanovich. So they had like some, they acquired some good pieces. So I think they were expecting them to kind of take that next step. I think they knew they were going to fire him before the season started. 
And they said, well, we'll give them to the first, we'll give them the first half of the season. If it's looking promising, we'll keep them. But if not, either we're going to tank so badly that we'll be part of that top 10, or this will fire us up and get us into the playoffs. I mean, it's not hard to get into the playoffs in the East. No. Or in Ags Orlando last year. Right. So either this could be motivation. Say, all right, let's win. We, we on our own. Let's do it. Come together as a team. Or let's do it for the coach. <laughs> uh, or they don't believe in – who's it, Nate now? Who's who's coaching now? It's Nate McMillan. Uh, yeah, Nate McMillan. Uh, so they don't even believe in Nate and think Nate won't lead them to the playoffs. And then maybe it'll be so bad that they – Charlotte is is good this year. Ain't Charlotte really it? good. Yeah, Charlotte's good. I mean, they've been really bad good. long enough. I mean, eventually it was going to turn. They've been bad long enough. Yeah, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting Charlotte them to make has, the playoffs. No, definitely did. But Charlotte has been building. Quietly, uh, I'm I'm shocked. Dallas isn't as good. Dallas and, needs more. And Luca is good, but I don't know if Luca got it to the to take you to the finals and win. So you think he's reached his peak already? I think he ain't getting faster. No. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get drafted because of his speed. That's for sure. And the more film we have on him, we know how many pump fakes and step back. We know what he's about to, unless he changes, unless he practices new moves every year. It's enough film on him to stop him. I think I think he needs more help because, like, for example, you know, Porzingis is supposed to be his number two. But I truly believe, and, you know, this could be a hot take, whatever. I feel like John Collins is light years better than Porzingis at this point. So if he's your number two, he's really probably more like your number three or number four. So he needs, like, another running mate. Yeah. Um, I hope they go get somebody like Andre Drummond or um, somebody like that that's available that can kind of help him out. I don't like how they do Andre Drummond. Get in your street clothes, boy. <laughs> anyway. yeah, don't forget that, man. The uh, that it's crazy, man. So, all right, I got one last bonus one here. We can get you more uh, donate me questions than we did anybody else, I guess, since I bombed so bad yeah. on that other one. Um, so we've been debating this one around here, and this this could be um, a whole other show in itself. So. I've been saying for a second that I'm about ready to go ahead and crown LeBron as the greatest we've ever seen to pick up a basketball. So right, you going? I'll let y'all, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you going MJ or, or LeBron? Man, I'm going Kobe. Don't act. Oh. <laughs> so you said Kobe over over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we if we are talking LeBron. Le- it's hard for me to say this, but LeBron is 
if we're already in the finals, if if I gotta beat somebody one game or seven, I'm picking MJ. But if but if I'm talking about career, LeBron has had the better careers. LeBron has had the better career. I still think MJ is the better player. That's an interesting take on that because people will point to, well, Mike was 6-0 and in the finals. I don't like LeBron but, onto the finals. But yeah. LeBron just goes to – he. it's like he – like, okay, it's like how when Tom Brady went to the to the Bucks, I saw a, a, a meme where it was like, Tom Brady just decided to take a random team and ask them, hey, y'all want to go to the Super Bowl? Right. And that's, and that's what LeBron do. He go get a squad. That dude took Mo Williams to the finals. So, man. That's what I'm saying. I think LeBron's ability to make other people around him better and take that next step is, like, unprecedented. Right. Because I know you mentioned Cody, Kobe, but, like, Kobe doesn't – Kobe's going to be great. And it's more of like, hey, you coming with me or what? Whereas I feel like LeBron helps make other players better. And, I mean, that 2006 finals team, that is literally the definition of, hey, we were hooping at Rucker Park and, hey, y'all want to come to the finals? We're not going to win, but, you know, do you want to come to the finals and enjoy the ride? I can take you there. We can go, but we ain't going to win, though. Yeah. We're going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as far as career and – team so like I don't know if 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 I had to pick four other strangers and we just had to play right then would LeBron win no I think MJ could beat all five of the other people and it didn't matter who, who was on his team? <laughs> and you told him he had to win these four out of seven right then? Mm-hmm. MJ will win. No. I think LeBron needs that season to make sure everybody gel together and see how how we going to fit. MJ and Kobe are just saying, man, give me anybody. Game. <laughs> oh, he said, "Just let's go." Yeah. Man, so we had uh, what we call, I guess uh, we can call it. Uh, don't add me overtime just now. So appreciate yeah. you uh, being patient and uh, you know keeping up with our nonsense, man. For sure, playing the. Yeah, man, we so um, again. I'm gonna just run it down again, just to make sure. So for Kedar, you can find him on Instagram at Kedar. Also, Educators Now LLC. Search YouTube and all podcast providers for the Black to School podcast. You can search them on LinkedIn, Kedar Whittle. And the website, the hub for all this is KedarWhittle.com. So, again, just to kind of put a stamp on this, Kedar, man, we appreciate the time, man. You are an absolute excellent guest. Um, We're just appreciative that we were able to get you to come on the show. And, man, we hope to talk to you again. It seems like you are, you know, you are well-versed on all subjects, including sports. And we do sports-centric sometimes, so maybe you come back and we uh, shoot the breeze about some more sports 
if you're into that. But um, we, we definitely appreciate the time today and we just look forward to more conversations with you in the future and wish you just the best in all of your endeavors. Man, I appreciate that, man. I like what y'all got, man. Uh, anytime, I'll be more than happy to come back uh, one day. Maybe we do it live at Hawks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there you go. Say, there you go. say the word. And we're also local. And you say you can hoop. So we can make that happen because I we could be out on the court asking you which way, where you want it from. So we can make it happen. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate right. y'all. No, appreciate the time, Keto. Appreciate it, man. Going. All right, man. All right. Easy. Another aftermath in the books. I don't know if we ever had a guest like this before. We didn't have some good ones, man, but I mean, name dropping like crazy. Yeah, and just so uh, casual about it. Yes. Um, this just goes to show you that he's he's his own guy. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, I feel like if they were in the same position as him, they'd be name dropping and doing it intentionally. Whereas he's like, hey, I'm me. You know, I'm key. I'm doing my own thing. But by the way, I happen to be cool with. Yes. You know, you know, I've happened to chug a beer with Gronk once or twice. Yeah. You know, Keenan Thompson, my boy, we grew up together, you know, just tossing it out. But um, no, this was this was fun getting to know him. And I'm pretty sure that's probably not going to be the last time that we talked to him because, you know, I feel like we were gelling. So that was good, man. So you got anything else to get off your chest before we get up out of here? Uh, nothing I can think of. Um, no, that's re- that's really it. All right. Well, for the people who have heard us for the first time, check us out on Instagram. You can follow It's the Radio Show, and I'll put it right down there where you can see that. And, um, you know, I'll put all our information will be in the podcast description. You know, check us out because we're not the only host. We're just two of six people that host this show on a regular basis. So... Make sure you check us out. We play underground hip hop. We review movies, food. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it. So, you know, show us some love. We're on every podcast provided on the man. We're also on YouTube dropping every week. So we appreciate y'all listening, watching, all that good stuff. And we'll catch y'all soon. So we'll just wave to the camera. We'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>